Welcome to episode four of After the Bell Extra Credit. Last time we talked about creating collaborative teams in our classrooms, and now we are going to dive a little deeper. Today we're going to talk about how to maintain those working relationships. The dynamic between teachers and educational assistants is so important. And when relationships are built and maintained, I really think the complexities, the tricky situations, and the challenges can be handled with way more grace. Well, and expertise and a whole bunch of fun. So I'm also thinking today I'm going to be bold and suggest that um, when we have really greatly maintained relationships, uh, our students and our families get better results. And Nicole, another thing I'm going to be bold about, I don't know what's wrong with me today, but I just feel like being bold all over the place. But another bold thing I would like to say is that I don't think we talk about this skill set enough or practice enough. So uh, I don't know about you, Nicole, but uh, did you take a class at university about how to work with another adult in your room or uh, how to address conflicting ideas 101? Well, Carly, not really. Hi, friends. Welcome back to our podcast. And you know what, Carly? I did not take anything like that. Uh, my university training was very helpful, and I'm so glad I went to the University of Alberta, my alma mater. But um, did not learn anything about this kind of things that happen when you have two adults, three adults in the room. But I'm going to tell you that our school division that we all work for Edmonton Public School Board is so intentional about how staff is being outfitted with tools to walk through conflict well. Um, well, most of us on the call here have taken um, coaching courses. There's a division consultant that trains many of our uh, colleagues in coaching conversations. And, you know, those conversations help us to maintain a, a relationship with the people even when there is a conflict. Um, there's fierce conversation training, courageous conversation training. Um, we lean on the book Conversational Intelligence by Judith Classer. And a lot of our leadership staff are trained and certified coaches in fact carlina is a certified coach and so we have all of this experience that we can tap into and expertise there are teachers our ease and our school board leaders they all um have this training and we're able to really lean on that we have a lot to learn but we recognize the value of having conversations about resolving conflict in a way that honors everyone I'm so proud that our school division is giving us an opportunity to sharpen our skills in these areas. What do you think, Carly? Well, I think that we do a lot to maintain relationships. And I remember having so much fun with my educational assistant. And honestly, there's a lot of shenanigans that can make people have a better day. And <laughs> I think those things, when we put in investments into relationships, those can make things go a lot better if we find ourselves in a tricky situation. So, Nicole, um, do you have a story that you can share about a delicate situation you might have had with an educational assistant? Well, you know, I have to say that I've been very blessed to have some ease in my classrooms. 
that we're still great friends and we were great friends as we were working together. Um, and I mean, as it goes with human beings, we have rubbing sometimes. And there was a situation where I thought I was doing something really nice. And it turned out that that person not, did not appreciate it. And it came to a bit of a, a heat, but we were able to resolve it with a conversation. And so what I think really was helpful is that we both came into the conversation with the intention of keeping ourselves and the relationship still intact. That was so important for us because we know that if we work together well, it's going to be the best situation for our students. So I would say that that was how we navigated a tricky situation in my um, circumstance. One day, Carleen, what lessons have you learned when you're dealing with things that might be a little dip, um, delicate or tricky, whatever word you want to use? What about you? What lessons have you learned? Well, I think that one of the biggest ones is that you can grow your skills in being able to manage disagreements or conflict or tricky situations or delicate things, whatever you want to say. And that's really important. And I think that um, lessons, hmm. The biggest lesson I think I've learned is that uh, we can sometimes grow uh, through a disagreement or oppositional feelings or thoughts about something. Um, and it can be really productive because sometimes we need to see a different perspective or sometimes somebody else's perspective can illuminate something I just can't see. For whatever reason, I have a blind spot. I don't know something. Um, and I don't think that we should give up on that. And I have to tell you that I've been leaning into a couple of uh, books lately that really have spoken to me about this. And one of them is, again, Richard Wagamese's uh, Embers. He has a bunch of meditations. And I think that the one thing I've really leaned into is that um, if we can really uh, lean into what our colleagues are all about, and if we know what they're all about, then we just need to put in a healthy communication system. And then uh, what Richard Wagami says, then we can gracefully move towards better every day. And I don't think we can ask anything more of ourselves than to gracefully move towards better every day. And when we learn something, we can be better. And we learn something, we can act better and all those kinds of things. But another book that I've really uh, loved diving into is Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart. If you haven't picked that up, it's definitely something that's maybe a little heavy to carry on a plane, as Sylvia uh, thinks, but um, it's really a pretty book and, and really wise. And um, Brene Brown says, there's just nothing more limiting than tapping out of tension and oversimplifying the thoughts and the feelings that have the power to help us understand who we are and what we need. And so I think my biggest takeaway of working collaboratively, even with um, Nicole and Alona and Donna and Sylvia, is that when you work on a team, it's always dynamic. Sometimes you say the wrong things or say it in the wrong way, but there's always a way back. And uh, 
you know, and I, I'm really excited to bring our educational assistants back from last week because we enjoy working with them. And so um, maybe on that note, we'll, we'll bring them in and we're going to get started on a really exciting conversation. Um, welcome, Sylvia Sellas and Donna Tate. Welcome back. Um, we really love sharing the microphone with you. And we're also um, joined by a school team who work in an interactions classroom. So what a better way to surface how teams make the magic in their classrooms happen than talking to a team consisting of a teacher and two educational assistants. So Donna, I'm gonna bring you in and let you do the introductions. Well, 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 thanks, Carlene. You brought so much to the surface. I, I, I love the book, Brene Brown. You're so right, it's so heavy. And what I love best of all, I don't have to use my reading glasses to read it because the print is large enough. I was quite excited about that and pictures because I'm very visual. Okay, let's get back to what the topic is. Welcome, welcome. We are so excited to have you guys with us. The three amigos. Okay, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. All right, let's get going. So we have Andrea Fitzgerald, uh, Grace Bucci. And uh, Sarah Jean uh, Barrage. Okay. All right. Well, welcome, welcome, guys. Thank you for being a part of this. We're excited to have you here. So, we're going to have you dive in. I'm going to ask you some questions about your classroom and what you love about your current role. Okay. So we are in a Div 1 Interactions classroom, which means all of our students have an ASD or autism diagnosis. Um, we have seven students right now in our classroom. And what I love about our class is my team that I work with, but also all of our students are new to us. Our Div 1 class is new to this school. Uh, so we got to design it. We got to uh, be really intentional with everything that we do every day. And um, it just is really exciting to come in and work with the kids and see the growth. Awesome. Grace, do you want to go next? We want to hear from you. So again, tell us about the classroom and what you love about your current role. Because I know you're coming as on supply and then you had to jump into this role. Mm -hmm. um, before I came in as a full-time uh, or permanent, I would sub here and there when they, they needed me. So I got to meet the kids a little bit. And um, I already knew Miss Fitzgerald from her old school. So I used to sub in her classroom and uh, also here, Last year, I used to also sub, and um, I, I also was in her classroom last year as um, time by weekly. So, and I love that we work so well together. We understand each other, and yeah, yeah, that's awesome. How many do you have in your class again? Seven, seven children. Seven, yes, students, yes. yeah. Andrea is our teacher. Please go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, I would say that my favorite thing about my classroom and my role this year is, well, I mean, 
similar, like what Sarah Jane had mentioned, I loved the fact that our students were new to us this year, so we were able to kind of create the program that we wanted to create. And I say we because it wasn't, it was all of our heads put together to decide how we wanted to set up our classroom and how environment's such an important part of it. So we just have such like a beautiful, calm classroom. And I love that. It's such a safe space. Um, but I'd say the top thing for me is the relationships in here. So with the relationships between us on the team that we've built this year, and it seemed like it happened really quickly, which was awesome, but it was very intentional as well. And then the relationships with our new little guys that we got to meet this year and that we get to work with. It's just my favorite part and it makes coming to work every day so beautiful. I, I love what you said, Andrea, about how you were co-creating the environment with your team and that everybody had an input and that is so critical and to build that relationship. I just, that that's so powerful. Thank you. Ladies, did you have anything you wanted to share on that? No, okay. Are we ready for the next question? I'm just going to be peppering you with all these questions. How did you gain an understanding of each other's skills, experiences, and expertise? How did you go about navigating some of those tough conversations or were they easily done? Like, how did you get to know which each other's strengths were and what your preferences are? Like, how did, how did you get to know all that? Well, from my perspective, I guess the important thing for me was I like to begin every single year, um, even before we start at school, I kind of reach out to my team and just introduce myself through email, um, give them a little bit of a heads up of who I am and maybe a little bit of my experience. I kind of open that door for the communication to begin right even before school begins. And then I let them know that I'd love to have a first day meeting in person. And in that meeting, I find that for me, it was really important to discuss like my personal philosophy as a teacher and the type of environment that I like to have in the room and some of the expectations that I want to work on this year or whatnot and maybe even just like how I view special needs um, and my experience with with it sorry um, but then I also try to get um, my team's perspective as well. So I ask them, like, what are your philosophies or how do you guys feel about that? I'm kind of constantly looking for um, you know, their reactions and for their feedback as well, because it's not just what I think or what I want coming into the school year. I, I like to put that on the table so they know kind of how I work and what, you know, what I'm like as a teacher, but I, it's also just as important for me to hear their feedback and their expectations and their goals and their philosophies, um, because we are equally important for our kids to get to where they need to be. We all need to be, we are all equally important for that. So that's kind of how I got to learn. But then I'd say the other thing is observing. I'm a huge observer. And we've talked about this a lot on our team is observing kind of constantly and listening constantly. So through that, um, you know, I could be maybe helping another child, but I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, when teachers make that joke that there's like eyeballs in the back of their head, I feel like that's how 
it is in here. <laughs> so really, like we are always watching and we're always listening. So I feel like that's really helped me to learn my team and also how you know how we can better ourselves as a team or how we can help the students even more and just by listening to all these things and watching how they do things i feel like that helped me get a better perspective of their skills and their strengths andrea i just love what you were saying about how you set the stage and created that environment so the eas to me that's how it sounded and i can't wait to hear from the eas that you created that for them to first you explained how you like the classroom, how your philosophy is personally and the special needs. Uh, and then you wanted to hear their story, but you created the stage in order for them to do that. That's That really opens the doors for so many layers, for them to be vulnerable and say what their vision is and what, and then you have a different perspective. And that's getting to know their skill set too as well. Ladies, Sarah, Jane, um, you know, I was kind of giggling to myself because when you first asked the previous question, I didn't even introduce myself as an EA. We, we, we just are so um, ourselves in this room, honestly, and everyone has their own strengths and, and we play off of each other and work that way. So Andrea is exactly right. I was so appreciative of the email that was sent out and the sit down that we had, you know, it's chaos in August and you, EAs come in early and we're cleaning and doing all kinds of things, but taking the time, the minute she said, I want to sit down and take the time to get to know you, I knew that she was starting to invest in us as a team and that we could continue to progress through things because um, I, my background knowledge is in HR actually. And so I'm fully aware that conflict is normal and it's going to happen and we have to plan for it. And that early investment makes such a big difference. And so when I came in, one of the things I addressed with Andrew was that I had so much um, sort of practice, all, all these ideas, I'm a big collector of things. And so I had lots of things I wanted to put into practice, but it was the first time that I was in a interactions classroom and it was my goal to be in an interactions classroom but Andrea has really taken the time to hear all of my nonsense that can go on and on and on but um help me to drill down to what I want to do so uh kudos to her anyway for all of her listening and and then working with Grace I mean working with another yay you guys are like we're at the hip sometimes and and she how do I get a better understanding of her skills? I think watching, but also talking to each other. And even when you're in the thick of it, there just has to be constant communication, you know, like, okay, I'm going to go around to this side, or why don't you try this? Or you go first through the door, like whatever it is, it's communication. It sounds so simple, but it's talk, 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 talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So exactly. That is so well said it's it's reading each other's body language too you get to know each other without even words spoken oh i can see i can see that uh, grace is you know what needing a minute i'm gonna pop in and i'm just gonna support this student or grace is gonna go you know what it looks like andrea just needs it and there's no word spoken you guys just move around the room but that is because of the relationship and having that open conversation to develop that. Like, I love what you said, Sarah Jane, planning for conflict. 
not being afraid of it. It's always anticipating that. And it's okay just to open up and have that conversation. My, I'm sorry, Grace. I just jumped in and, and it's your turn to, to, to chat. And okay, I'm going to drop the mic to you now. <laughs> well, they said most, most, most of the things I, I came in after, um, after the team was already together, but, um, I got to learn about Miss as, and I already knew I, I, I already knew Miss Fitzgerald so I I just came in I watched I listened we talked um I, after the end of the day when kids were gone we would like sit and debrief um mm. yeah yeah just constant communication yeah no, that's so true. Well said. Uh, I'm going to put the EAs on the spot now. Is that okay? All right. How have you developed your expertise as an EA? Sarah? How have I developed my expertise as an EA? Well, I, I tend to be very intentional with my PD. And so depending on my assignment, um, I will go on to PDR, which is our training program where we can register for the year. And I will read what's available and I will plug in exactly what I want to know where I feel that my um, experience versus what the reality is, is lacking. And I know that down the road I can change. I can cancel something and go back in. And I also um, make a point of connecting to people like, Grace has been amazing for my personal development because Grace is more experienced than me in these environments. And she's worked just outside of Edmonton Public even in other organizations that work with adults and young children with autism. And so I will lean on Grace and lean on her, her expertise and have conversations and help me to flesh out what it is exactly I need to do so that I'm not... Um, I, so I get myself going in the right direction with what it is that I need to know and then put into practice. And again, kudos to Andrea because she allows me, she allows me to bring ideas to the table and to make my own mistakes. And so, and, and she doesn't do it begrudgingly. So I'm at, you know, say like, I really want to try this activity with the birds and sorting today and I want to see how it goes. And if it doesn't go well, like it didn't go well today, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's you know it's not a like well you didn't do that right so we shouldn't do that again it's like we talk about it well what you know how what went well what didn't go well what could we try differently based i but i remember before this worked for me and we're all constantly having that conversation so i can come back to the table because failure is normal and we have to keep going even when things don't work out and so um that's truly how I have improved my expertise as an EA. Oh, I love that. Don't you, Sylvia? I loved working with uh, teachers that would allow me just, I would come to the table going, I got this art project. They go, okay, like, slow down, Donna, slow down. I was like, yeah, but but I'm just so excited on what I'm doing and everything else. And, and then, you know, but I learned so much from it, like sitting back. So thank you, Andrea, for doing that, to bring out the expertise in your EAs to allow them to develop their skill set in that area. Now, um, um, 
sorry, Grace, you, you go ahead. <laughs> well, I, 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 like Miss Barrett said, I use some, some of the skills that I've learned at my old uh, job. And I also um, asked Miss, Miss Fitzgerald, oh, can we try this? Um, I think, or let's like keep an eye on a kid and uh, um, to see what we can we can help him with. Like I just whatever I've learned, I I try to to bring it to the team and we talk and we try it and she allows us to try to to try whatever we bring to the table. So that's 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 what I do. That is excellent. That's excellent. Wonderful. Thank you, guys. Well, I just want to say, um, as an educational assistant, I always look towards my teachers to help me grow as an EA, and I always appreciated their support. And your EAs have already said so much on how you have supported them, Andrea. Um, but I want to hear from you. How have you been supporting them, or how, what are some things that you are recognizing that you're intentionally do, doing to support them in their growth? Well, I guess some of the things that I try to do, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, at the beginning of the year, I kind of lay everything for myself out on the table. So they get a really good idea of who I am and, you know, my philosophy and my passion for this. Um, I think they are a wealth of knowledge. And for me, it's never, ever been the different roles. I mean, I know that we do, we have different roles and different unions and things like that. I know that we have different experiences and some of us have different schooling and whatnot. But to me, that's never been what has mattered. It's been just truly about, like, everybody has different experiences. Everybody has really great ideas. Everybody wants to be heard, including myself. And so I would... Like my whole thing has just been like teamwork makes the dream work. And I don't want to, like, but I really, really do think that. And the way that I can do that and hopefully help my team grow is by letting them express, you know, what they do like or any ideas that they might have or things that they might want to try with the students because our students can be so complex and it's never just one mind. Like they say two heads are greater than one, right? Three heads are greater than two. And I truly believe that. So I'm, I'm always just open to the ideas. If you guys have ideas, always let me know. Um, and just as a team, like um, they mentioned, Grace and uh, Sarah Jane mentioned, we have our debriefs at the end of the day. And that's where we do a lot of like planning for the month and whatnot. So whenever somebody has idea, I just basically want to make it a safe place for everybody on the team to bring ideas forward or to bring concerns forward or whatever it is. And then hopefully um, I'm helping them grow by, well, I talk a lot, so <laughs> clearly, no, I'm just, um, but I do, I like to talk a lot. And so I also always try to explain my reasoning behind everything. Um, so if there's like, if I think maybe, okay, maybe we can try that, but let's try it at a, a later date. Or, oh, I had this idea and this is the reason why. Um, there's always a why behind it, which we've discussed a lot as a team as well. Um, and I hope that that why behind the reason I'm doing or saying things will help them grow and, and it will also help them understand better like where I'm coming from, from my experiences and whatnot. And that why it's so important, right? It brings that clarity 
to those questions that we may have and we bring forward and gives everybody an understanding. That's fantastic. And I'm noticing as a group, like you had mentioned before, you have grown together, um, you work well together. Um, thinking forward, um, when you look at your students, the staff, the administration in your school, how do they see you um, as a team or as, the, as being part of that same team and in interactions? Well, <laughs> is it okay if I start? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that, you know, some of the ways that other colleagues in the school, our administration, the students see us as a team is that we constantly have each other's back. So, I mean, whether it's in the classroom and, you know, how we mentioned before that we're always watching and we're always listening. And that even comes down to us, um, if, if it's in the hallway or anything like that, because we're always listening and always watching, if one of our team members is having a tough time with a kid, you know, we kind of finish up what we're doing and we'll head over to help them out in a moment or because we were listening to what was going on. You know, we're just, we keep our ears and our eyes open at all times. Um, and for the school, they really do see that we are like a strong team because we We'll just always, you know, talk positively about each other around others. Um, we won't let, and not like that happens always, but just we wouldn't let any of that negativity kind of come in between us. And, you know, things like we were just discussing today at staff meetings and things like that, like you can expect that we're going to save a seat for each other or that, you know, we're going to be together and people see that and they see us joking around or they hear us laughing or things like that. Like we make it very known that we that we really care about each other and that we're a strong team. And for the students, you know, I think it just um, is in the classroom in general. They see it. They see how we constantly have each other's back and how we're, you know, if a student tries something with me and, and I say no or it's not available, so they run to Miss Grace and Miss Grace says, oh, I heard Miss Fitzgerald say that that's not available. The kids are like, oh, my goodness. And during Christmas at one point, um, you know, we had had some illnesses in and out. So not all of us were there together, like a lot. But then at certain points we were. And at one point, one of our students said, he kind of looked around the room and said, hey, it's kind of like we're, we're all like a little family here. And it brought tears to our eyes. And he, like he recognized that and observed that within our classroom. And that was after a few months of being together, you know, and it, it honestly, it brought tears to all of our eyes. And I think, that was really special to me. So we can kind of tell like what we're doing in here is it is obvious to the kids and nobody is on a different level or anything. We are just, we are like a little family. It's so true. The kids pick up on that too as well, don't they? Absolutely. That's fantastic to hear that everyone's recognizing that you are that family. Did anyone want to add anything to that? Um, I would add that, uh, sorry, how staff and other students can see that we're all members of the same team is, is that we do, again, going back to conflict and conflict being a normal piece, we do make a point of um, resolving our conflict with each other, right? So, you know, I find sometimes I'll say this to some colleagues, like, you know, did you tell that person that you were upset about something? Because they can't read your mind. They don't know what's going on. And and although it might feel good to unload on me and I'm happy, you know, to support you as a, as a peer, as a colleague, I can't fix it. Like I, and, and that goes the same for me. If 
um, Andrea was going and talking to Grace and saying, well, I just, Sarah Jane, you know, I just don't like it when she X, Y, and Z. If I don't know about it, I can't fix it. I can't fix what I don't know about. And so um, we, in, in order to be on the same team, it's creating that trust in the family and the culture where we do have the communication. We do make it safe to talk with each other. Um, we do resolve things and, and yeah, I guess that, that that's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay, because on that note, I mean, just like family, uh, we all hit bumpy roads. We all have tricky situations, and we need to deal with it. Um, what are some strategies that you use to remain professional when there are some challenging times between your team or others? Um. I talk to the person that I have an issue with um, privately and try to solve it and um, yeah, forgive each other and, and know that no, nobody's perfect. Like we're all going through our own things. Even, even if we talk about it or not um, and just have respect and try to see somebody else's perspective of maybe what you didn't understand. That's, that's, yeah. 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 You have to remember everyone's doing the best they can, they can. every day, every minute, everyone is doing the best they can. And um, once you have that perspective, it really helps. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And really just hearing each other. Right. Like Grace mentioned, um, I'm sorry, it just left my head. But like Grace mentioned, um, like talking to the person and hear, like understanding why maybe they felt that way and whatnot. It really is like hearing the other person without, you know, any sort of wall being built up or any sort of defense mode being turned on or anything like that. And we really, we really do work on that. And I think we do a really good job of that as a team and really just hearing each other when we yeah. speak. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I want to keep going back to this that Carleen said at the beginning about investing because it is inevitable that there will be bumpy roads, like Sylvia said. And so you just weather them better if you take the time early on and invest in the relationship. And it the, the bumpy road may not even be amongst the three of you. I mean, honestly, COVID has been a bumpy road for a lot of us and having a strong team helps you to get through all of the constant changes and other things could be happening, right? So it really helps. Um, one of the things that I love that we do just in terms of like a challenging situations, our, Andrea said it, our kids are complex. I mean, mm -hmm. stuff's going on all the time and you've yeah. got these IPPs and you're measuring certain outcomes and you know, do we, if we collect enough data on that, do we know what's going on? But at the end of the day, as part of our debrief, that's my favorite part, is when we just sit and sit around the room and you can just see these like three exhausted women who are just done <laughs> and someone will start, okay, what's one thing? And then someone will say one thing that they, that was a positive for them that day and someone else will give another thing. And it is amazing how the whole room can just change mm. And then we can get into our conversation about other things. So that one thing at the end of the day helps me when I go home. So I'm not stuck on all oh, the should have. So I've said the should have will bury you, right? So really focusing on um, having good intentional practice in your communication. 
Well, I want to say thank you to you ladies. It's just been outstanding. This conversation has been so, so rich and so timely. You know, um, our world, like you alluded to, is full of all kinds of conflict. And you have just shone a great light on how we can be living through conflict, but simply joyful and still be triumphant and still be moving forward. And I see that on your faces. I see that I hear it in how you talk about your team. And it's inspiring. It is very inspiring. And I think that whoever listens to this podcast is going to share with someone else. And then they'll share with someone else because they have been truly inspired and given things to think about and i just want to say thank you to all three of you ladies andrea sharon jane and grace it is an honor to have people who are so professional like yourselves on this podcast and it is an honor to have you as colleagues i'm so proud to say that you are people that i work with even though we're not in the same school you're my colleagues and I'm very honored that you are people that I can call my colleagues. So I want to say thank you for everything you've done for us today and and the, and things that are going to carry us through not only till the end of the year, but we're going to circle back to this conversation to pick up some tips for next year and the year after and the year after because of what you said today. Um, and... One word that really stood out to me is being intentional. Being intentional about everything. About how you start the day. About how you start the year. About how you have your body language. How do you build relationships? All of these things were is are purposeful. And when I hear you talk, it reminds me, and I ask myself the question, Nicole, are you living with intention? Are you working on a team with intention? You've really highlighted to us about what those intentionalities can do to create this collaborative team. So I, I just want to say thank you so much for what you've done. There's one more question we have for you, okay? Don't worry, it's easy. I know you can do it. Now, you may or may not know that the name of our podcast is After the Bell, Extra Credit. So we want to start a little um, outro for our guests to ask them, what is something that you do after the bell rings, the kids are gone, you leave school, may not be for extra credit, but what do you do for yourself to rejuvenate yourself, revive yourself, to feel ready for tomorrow, the next days ahead, the next weeks again? Now, I know I didn't give you guys any time to think. So I'll go first, and then you're on the spot, okay? So... What I do after the bell is I try to go for a walk. 
And that's been important to me ever since we've been, you know, the COVID, staying at home. And it at least gives me a time to actually reset my brain, get some fresh air, and walk away from the laptop. Okay, so now you're on. Who wants to go first out of our guests? I see you pointing to each other. <laughs> Who's going to do it? Okay, I guess I'll go, I'll go first. <laughs> go ahead, Andrea. Uh, for me, after the bell, something that rejuvenates me every day is dance. I am a dancer, choreographer, and a dance teacher outside of being a school teacher. And it is my saving grace. <laughs> I love it. It makes it, it really does prepare me for the next day and it makes me so happy. Awesome. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you. Which of the ladies will go next? Grace. Um, after the bell, I, I, if my family back home is on, like if they're not sleeping yet, I yeah. love, love, love talking to them. Nice. Yeah. Grace, can I ask, where is it back home? Our Rwanda. Oh, Rwanda. Yeah. Nice. Thank you for sharing. It's always great to connect with family. And what about Sarah Jane? Well, I'm a like I said, I'm a big collector and I have constant things running through my mind all the time. So one of the things that I do uh, after the bell is I uh, intentionally download certain podcasts and listen to those on my drive. I have a almost a 40 minute drive back and forth okay. and a lot of time on my hand. And so when I say to myself, like, this is my time, this is my break. It mm -hmm. somehow it goes by so quickly, but it mm -hmm. becomes meaningful. It's not just driving on that hen day, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. what I do. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah Jane. That's a great way to decompress and maybe learn something new. And that's a great segue into our goodbye to our listeners because we want to make sure to say thank you for listening to our fourth episode of our podcast of season two, After the Bell Extra Credit. And next time we meet, we're going to discuss how to be a culturally responsive teacher or EA or staff member. We want to make sure that we are being really intentional about how we are bringing in all the different peoples in our classrooms. So until then, please email us at teacherinduction.epsb.ca and remember to tell your friends and subscribe to our channel, okay? So stay tuned for our next episode, which will come up pretty soon. But until then, stay connected, find your joy, and don't forget, we're right here. See you next time on After the Bell, Extra Credit.